We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Back again, second show this week. Today, we are talking about pro wrestling. Dre, you missed a lot of it, but we'll run down some of the stuff from over the weekend. WWE Crown Jewel went down in Saudi Arabia. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Bully Ray's comments saying that Crown Jewel is just a glorified house show. And if that's still true in 2023... And then we'll talk about the Road to Survivor Series. A big announcement we were expecting happened there. And, of course, we'll touch on a little bit of AEW, some reports of uh, people switching brands and and companies are floating out there. And AEW, just in general, in the way that they're going. We t- I talked about it last week with Cole. want to pick your brain on the current status of AEW, Tony Khan's major announcements that aren't so major, and how they're kind of floating into their next pay-per-view, which is full gear in a couple of weeks. So, tons of stuff to talk about in pro wrestling. First and foremost, Dre, have you been able to really sit down with Crown Jewel already? Yeah, I actually, the what was that, Saturday? After we did our screening in New York, for those who didn't listen to the MMA episode, and uh, I talked a little bit about being in New York with E and Johnny as we premiered Our Heels Rock. After that long ass day, we went to dinner. We ate a really expensive steak. He ate some tacos, and uh, I went he back ate tacos to- at a steakhouse. Yo, it was crazy. So we went out to eat at a nice restaurant like every night. So we went to a place called the Butcher and the Banker in the city. Uh, me, Johnny E, and Brian Telwilliger, who used to work for WWE, he helped launch Up Up Down Down. Worked for G One for a while. Helped immensely helped Woods, Kofi, and E with the New Day. Um, he's part of our team at Our Heroes Rock. So we decided, he just made time town. We decided to go to dinner to a place called The Butcher and the Banker where they have like $120 steaks. He doesn't really eat red meat like that. And for whatever reason, he wasn't that hungry because we had, he eats like every two hours. He's nuts. <laughs> and we got there and, you know, me, we, me and Johnny got like this ribeye and the fillets and uh, T-bones and bunch of sides and he's like i'll have the tacos and we're like what so yeah he ate tacos but at any rate by the time we got back i'm still on west coast time and i was like you know what 
I'm just going to watch Crown Jewel. So I actually watched part of it Saturday night and the rest of it Sunday morning. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. I, tacos. All right. He's, he's a weird guy. That's why I appreciate him. <laughs> like, nah, I'll, I'll pass on that $200 steak. And I'm glad I saw your plate. It looked delicious. I'm telling you, there's audio from this podcast eight years ago when you talk about eating your steaks medium well to well done. Yeah. And it would break my heart. And I saw, and it was a distance. I had to zoom in on your picture with the little claw fingers. And I saw pink <laughs> in that steak. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I got trade them grown up. I had a ribeye, had a ribeye medium. We got a bunch of sides. Me and Johnny, we edited this uh this Italian spot. Uh shout out to Mr. Rivas, who's a program director at Sirius. So we we're staying in Jersey and uh E decided to go out, uh, meet up with a friend. And me and Johnny were left our own, own devices in Jersey trying to figure out where to eat. And Marissa was like, go to De Palma's uh De Palma. I'd never heard of it. It was an Italian it's an Italian place, right? It's one of those bring your own bottles. If anybody lives in New York, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They have like this $40 corking fee if you drink wine there, but they don't serve it. But uh, Marissa's like, go there, get the uh, fried zucchini and mozzarella cheese sticks, which were great. Um, and then she was like, walk around. I'm like, what the hell do you mean walk around? Like, yeah, who walks around a restaurant? This restaurant doubles as a high-end boutique. So, like, you walk in and you sit down and there's, like, Louis, there's like a Louis Vuitton dresser and a Gucci chest and a bunch of Chanel handbags and fur coats. So, you can buy stuff while you're eating. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. And this spot, like, everybody knows, like, food has crazy inflation. Like, a McDonald's two cheeseburger meal that used to be, like, $2.99 over a decade ago is now, like, $10. Bucks. Yep. But this place ordered chicken parmesan. And it came with a gigantic bowl of spaghetti and three humongous fillets for 20 bucks. I was like, what the fuck? And it was good. And it it was good food. So we ate well. That's the one thing we did in New York, New Jersey. (laughs) We ate well. And uh, I don't think I've posted all those pictures from that. I I know I've posted a lot of pictures of those following me on social media, but we ate well, tried everything. And the one thing I did not have the entire time in New York, a slice. I did not get a slice of pizza. What? Didn't have Bacon, time. egg, and cheese? Nope, didn't have time. Ripping and running. Didn't have time. Like we ate like, like bagel places. We had we ate everywhere, but I never got a chance to stop and get a slice. And that's like my New York ritual, and I didn't get a chance to. Wow. Where do you usually get a slice though? I judge people. You get a slice in my hand, like my hand slice. I mean, if that's where I'm at, yeah. Um <sighs> it's I don't get to go out to Brooklyn or Yonkers. I don't get to do any of that because I'm in the city. Yeah. So I just got to grab where, like, remember, the, what's that spot called? 99 cent pizza? Like, the dollar slices ain't a dollar no more. They're $2 now. Yeah. It's, just, it's which, criminal. Which I get it, though, because everybody else raising their price, and I'm supposed to still adhere to a dollar slice of pizza. My business is never going to sustain. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I like having my New York slice, and I'll just grab it from wherever. I don't really have a favorite spot in New York, because all New York pizza is better than, like, Vegas pizza. Almost. But didn't get a slice of pizza, man. Just mad at myself. Sorry, we'll be in Philly for Mania. Shout out to Kaz and Emilio Wale, everyone announcing Wale Mania this past week. And uh, we got to get a cheesesteak because I was just oh. in Philly and I didn't get a cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. That's 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 the one thing I do when I'm in Philly. Oh, I'm getting a cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. the cheese whiz? Oh, bro. Oh, with the whiz, onions, peppers. 
Wiz. No yeah. mushrooms. Onions, no peppers, mushrooms. Wiz. Mushrooms. Give me gross. that. Yeah, yeah, mushrooms are horrible. But that's my cheesesteak order. As soon as we touch down, that is my plan. Don't talk to me until I had a cheesesteak. Then we yeah. can we can figure out everything else for yeah. the weekend. So no, nah, it's it's gonna be fun when we get out there. I'm glad you had a good time in New York. Glad you ate. I actually went to a dope steakhouse in Arizona. I went to my favorite steakhouse in Arizona this past weekend. And so I had an incredible fillet. Their fillets, next level. So I was in there just in steak heaven. And probably this week I might go to another steakhouse. Just because I'm I'm really on my steakhouse vibe right now for some reason. And I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and it was funny because we were sitting there and I was like, damn, like I was going to order a specialty drink. I was like, so my co-host Andreas always tells me I should have wine with this. (laughs) And then the the server was like, would you like to look at our wine menu? And I was just like, nah, nah, nah. Give me this. (laughs) And I got the old fashioned. I caved. But I thought of it. Thought of you while sitting there and eating. It's like, ah, this probably. And then I got the truffle butter and everything. And I was like, the steak, the truffle butter probably would have went crazy with a red wine. Because it's so like earthy, everything was. Yeah. So good red wine. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. Next time I'm I was thinking, Dre. I was thinking. Next time I'll make it happen. Uh no, but in the meantime, I did. So I went out Saturday night. Uh or excuse me, went out Friday night, woke up early on Saturday, caught the car live, which was cool because it was in Saudi. So started off Sami Zayn, JD McDonough in a match on the pre-show. Cool. Sami Zayn picks up the win. Kind of knocks JD McDonough out for the night. I mean, right. he won with a blue thunder bomb. That shit never happens. Yeah, he's been winning with odd shit lately. Yeah, I mean, it's always because every time he hits the blue thunder bomb, he gets like really hyped for the pin. And you're like, bro, he's going to kick out. And McDonough didn't. So I was like, all right, bet. Trips has been letting them win with like secondary moves a lot more, like a lot of different people. It's better. It's like it's better if you can win different ways. Like it's not. It makes it less predictable. That's why New Japan has always been great with their their events because you either have to hit multiple finishers, and it's usually like a crazy sequence, or you have to have a variety of finishers to to beat your opponent. And WWE has waited gone too long with having to finish with your same-ass finisher all the goddamn time. Even Roman Reigns, who sometimes, most of the time, finishes with a spear, but sometimes he's that guillotine. Yep. It's, a, it's a good ha- to have a secondary finisher. Gunther has four. Well, he'll kill you with anything. He got That's the right. big splash, the lariat, the yeah. power bomb, and whatever the new shit you. was. He could choke you. Like, he... Uh, he... Motherfucker's incredible. Anyway. <laughs> so they let him win with whatever. Anything could be the end when you're wrestling Gunther. And then uh, opening match, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I was talking with Cole again last week when we previewed this. And this is something that completely threw my prediction out the window. Because I was like, well, if, you know, Seth is on towards the end, then we're pretty much okay, right? Like we can figure uh, that maybe there's a cash-in. I predicted a cash-in again, Dre. It did not happen. And him going first, I was like, well, this eliminates the possibility of a cash-in tonight. So whack that whole thing out for me. Damian Priest match was later on in the card. 
And we ended up just getting a really good match between Seth and Drew, but it really didn't further anything. And I don't know where it leaves Drew McIntyre, I guess just going more and more heel. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It was a good match. Um, Seth won, as most expected. But the fact that it went on first, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no way Priest is cashing in. Um, but then he still tried, and Sammy thwarted all that. <laughs> it took, stole the briefcase and bounced. I'm starting to wonder if the plan for that title is for it to land on Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. And the reason why I say this is because Sami has talked about it, and obviously the main event of Raw, which we'll talk about in a minute, Sami had and, and lost to Seth. But Sami's been talking about getting these opportunities like week after week after week. And there's still this rivalry of the Judgment Day. I don't know how long, this, much longer they can go with this because obviously WrestleMania is like five months away. So I'm not necessarily sure it'll be against Priest, but if you put it on the heel, then Sami Zayn can get it off of him to open the show or close one of the nights or whatever. And it's that big, huge moment of Sami Zayn finally becoming world champion. Yeah. So he could be Damian Priest for it. But because at this point, I don't know when the fuck Priest is going to cash in this goddamn briefcase. I don't have a clue. I don't, it doesn't seem like a War Games match is conducive to cashing in. It's like, yo, if you cash in at War Games, which is the other part that we were talking about with Raw, like they clearly announced War Games, which we had predicted for months yep. in advance. But if you cash in at War Games, which is a pretty brutal match to begin with, that would mean that there's somehow Seth would have to be alone with Damian Priest, and yeah. nobody else would have to be around. I don't see it both in it. Yeah, I don't see it happening there either. <laughs> no. So I don't know when the fuck does this guy cash in. It feels like it's going to end up being a random night of Raw, maybe heading into the Royal Rumble. Because the one thing that has to happen is that if Priest is to become champion and actually holds that going into WrestleMania, he has to have at least two successful title defenses. He has to. Yeah. We got to cement him as a champion. And if you just give him the title, it almost feels like when Jack Swagger and Alberto Del Rio wrestled for that bullshit at WrestleMania in New York and nobody gave a fucking shit about that match. But we got to give Priest some kind of juice. And him, you know, we're going to talk about it in a minute. He just lost to Cody. The man has no juice right now. No. And they do that a lot with briefcase holders, though. Yeah, but I mean, they lose the entire Seth. time up on, like, up until cashing in. Yeah, but Seth Rollins was Rollins. Like, losing to Randy Orton, no big deal. And I'm not saying Damian Priest losing to Cody Rhodes is not a big deal. But I, I just need this man to at least, like, if he's going to cash in, I need him to get a, a title so he can feel legitimate heading into WrestleMania. Right now, it's it's taking too goddamn long. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So you mentioned Cody beats Damian Priest later on in the night. It's like, all right. Um, Rhea, just Fatal Five Wave. Rhea, Nia, Raquel, Flexi, Sexy back. Uh, Shayna and Zoe Stark have their match. It's only 11 minutes. Uh, Zoe Stark looks really good to me. She, that, yeah. That's my takeaway. And then we, Rhea wins the match, obviously. But then we see on Raw the next day, they have a number one contenders match. And Zoe Stark wins that. So I think they're doing really good presenting Zoe Stark. I will say this. I don't know if it's on purpose, but it feels like a big fuck you to AEW the way they're booking their women's division. It feels important. Like <laughs> they're it feels, all on TV every week. Yeah, 
it feels really important. Each each match, each week, this battle royal felt important. The the battle royal starts with Zia Lee jumping Becky Lynch, which means that's another feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened in the Crown Jewel uh, women's title match. Like they are booking the shit out of this women's division across all three brands right now. Like they're doing a really good job with everybody having a story. Where AEW, nobody has a story. Like yeah. I just watched Abaddon and, and Sheeta work a, a trick or treat match with like pumpkins and shit. It just I don't care, and maybe Tony doesn't care, but WWE the Willow em- match didn't make me care. No, it, it's that just felt w- flat. WWE's got a heavy emphasis on women, and they all got good stories. Like Zia Lee's been creeping on Becky Lynch for weeks now, and then prevents her from entering that battle royal. Also, just as a brief aside. Becky Lynch and uh and Nia Jax's exchange on Raw was incredible. Yeah. Nia saying the last Becky's month, just like, yo, yo, I broke your nose. She was like, Yeah, I went on the headline and win WrestleMania and you got fired. I was like, bro. Welcome back. <laughs> the women are cooking. The women are cooking in WWE. Definitely cooking. Yeah, I again so many of them being featured every day. And people are just like, Well, they're still not using. I saw someone complaining about this. They're still not using the roster to its potential. I was like, what do you mean? Even the people who don't get to wrestle all the time have stuff going on. Like Nikki Cross just staring aimlessly has become a thing. Dude, yes. This they, is- the tag champions are on every week, whether they get to wrestle or not, and they've been wrestling a lot. Look, There's always going to be complaints. No matter what happens in pro wrestling, pro wrestling fans are going to fucking complain. But this is the least of my complaints with WWE. They're, this women's division, again, across all three brands, is being booked very, very well. Just when we didn't think we had any contenders for Rhea, and nobody thinks Zoe Star is going to be Rhea Ripley, right? But you got to just put opponents in front of her. And they've done a good job building all these women. I'm I'm intrigued. Like I've been screaming about getting Zia Lee in a match for like months. And a few with Becky Lynch, Smart now, Becky will probably win, but I keep looking at Zaylee like her in ring can be shaky at times, but she looks the part. The gotta give her the reps, yeah, yeah. Give she, her the reps, get her, and then you got, of course, you have Jade just waiting. Yep, we don't even know when she's gonna debut, but this women's division is stacked. Rumors okay. of them reaching out to Julia, yeah. Um, she fits. She can we. Let's take a pivot real quick. Like, I've seen people grow. There's two things I've seen float around. Osprey, where he ends up, and Julia, where she ends up. And some people do not want Julia in the WWE. Where the fuck do you want her then? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Until Tony shows a commitment to the women of AEW, I wouldn't want to go there. If I'm Mercedes, I wouldn't want to go there. Not right now. Until you prove to me that you're going to put an emphasis on women and not just give us random matches every week, yep. I ain't going there. If I'm Julia and I see, who we'll talk about in a minute, Kari Sane returning, I see Yo Sky, I see Asuka, I see them having matches, I see them having storylines without the title. Yep. If I'm Julia, who I've said for at least a year now, is so fucked that she's money. This is a marketable woman with a tremendous skill set. Yeah, I'm going to go to fucking WWE. What are you, crazy? Yeah. Asuka was just champion. EO Sky was just champion. Like, Japanese talents are being 
put in positions to succeed. It's drastically different than what Vince did. Dude, like, clearly with EO Sky and Kari Sane and there's rumors of a Japanese stable with either Asuka, maybe Julia shows up, who knows? It's not the same Japanese stables of fucking Kabuki Warriors with fucking Paige as their manager. It's not the same. Yeah. So this would just be entirely different. If I'm Julia, yeah, I'm considering going to WWE. Look, man, not everything's going to work out. But the one thing I will say about this podcast, and and we've done this over the years, I think I'm fair. I don't lean one way or the other. I just lean to where the better business is at. And if I'm a woman wrestler right now, I'm not going to AEW. I don't see the commitment there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The other side of this is Osprey. I've seen the same debate that he should go to AEW. And I'm like, maybe. But why not? Like, if WWE shows you the money. Yeah. I'm not against Osprey going to WWE. Like, I, I know some people would be like, oh, but he'll have bangers in AEW. He does those anyway. Right? Yeah. That's tricky. The, the um... real issue, the real issue with Osprey is this. The real issue is his body. Yeah. Right? Because the man has been turning in five-star performances fucking left and right across multiple brands. And if if AEW were to reach out to sign him, and like it's not outside the realm of possibility, he stays with New Japan as well. But whoever shows him the money outside of WWE, if they give him enough money and freedom, I could see him not going to WWE because he wants to continue to have banging-ass matches because his body allows him. Yeah. But if he wants to go to AEW, I mean WWE and preserve his body for more money, I wouldn't be bad at that. Now you're just having one banging ass match maybe every month. This motherfucker has a banging ass match every week. We like he's got to slow that down his awesome. body. Yeah. So it's really all dependent on him, but 
people passing judgment. Yo, Gunther's over here having fucking bangers all the time. And if Osprey can get that opportunity to do that on a major scale, all depending on what his body is telling him, I ain't mad at him going to WWE or AEW or New Japan. I wouldn't suggest he go to Impact because they just ain't ready for his level of talent yet. But I, I just, it's weird when I see people like, don't go to WWE. Why? Vince ain't there. Have you? The quality of WWE is much better. I'd say that AEW and WWE are pretty neck and neck right now in terms of One's very good at very good at in ring. One's very good at story, but neither are too far off from each other in terms of opportunity. Unless you're a woman, so I yeah. can see Osprey <laughs> making a move like he could sign to AEW. And to be fair, but, if you're a tag team, I would still probably go to AEW. Yeah, yeah, I would do that too because WWE is trying, but the belts being caught up in this bloodline, uh, fucking Judgment Day thing. When you have like DIY back, you have yeah. the Creed brothers now signing on Raw. You have the New Day there actually putting in bangers, right? Like you have a lot of teams there where the tag team belt should be circulating. And it's just wrapped up in something that's somewhat meaningless. Yeah. So it, it and you all got depends. four of them. None of them are circulating. Yeah. It, it all depends, man. Like I could see Osprey getting a WrestleMania moment already. Like, yeah. on, to be honest, man, like, I feel like Kenny Omega is at that spot, spot in his career where I kind of want to see him get his WrestleMania moment. Like, before, before I was like, no. Before yeah. I was like, no, because WWE is booking really shitty and they just kind of ruined him and all that shit. And I'm still not convinced that they do well by Kenny Omega, but I feel like Kenny Omega hitting the free agent market at some point, the WWE would have to throw a ton of money at him. And Kenny cannot continue to wrestle the way that he has. He just had a fucking ridiculous match with MJF on Collision. Yep. But do you hear what I said? 300,000 people watched it. He had it on Collision. I need this fucker to have this match at WrestleMania in front of thousands. Like, right now, if Osprey signed, his signing would probably be treated a lot like when AJ Styles signed. Yeah. And... AJ now is injured again and his body, right? Like he did this for a lot of years. The the body's going, but they gave him a solid four years. He's been champion three times. WWE champion three times, I believe. He did this in the Vince era. (laughs) Yeah. In the Vince, like three time champion. Like they did right by AJ Styles. They did. For, For the time that he signed through what they've given him, they've done right by AJ Styles. And he had his WrestleMania moment. Against, uh, I would say the the taker thing. Granted, it wasn't in front of a crowd, but like that shit is huge. Those gifts are still going. The cinematic match with Taker was huge. So he's had his rumble moment. I think they did really well by him. That's what I would envision Osprey's career to be. But still, I wouldn't say AJ Styles was the face of the company, right? It was no. just he's the workman's title holder, which was cool. Because he still got a belt and he's still WWE champion. Like you put that in. Like, I don't know if Osprey will be the face of WWE. He could go to AEW and be the face of AEW one day. Yeah. I mean, look, man, nobody's gonna be the face of WWE as long as Roman Reigns is there. Like, nobody. Exactly. <laughs> right. Seth is as close as you get. No, Cody's just Cody's Seth. bigger than Seth. Oh. Yeah, maybe. I, They're close. I, I, I think I think Seth is incredible. 
right? I've said it a thousand times. I don't know. Seth is right next to Cody. They're but arm think, in arm. I think Cody has like something different that he's found since returning to WWE. Have you watched how he interacts with kids? Like how oh, over like yeah. this fucker is over over. And you know Super Cena over. Like it's it's there are levels to this, and I don't think Osprey will ever hit that particular level in WWE. And to your point, he could in AEW. But it's just I need the he needs the right offer. Like who's gonna throw the most money at Will Osprey and who's gonna give him the most opportunity? Again, if AEW throws him the right amount of money and then say, Hey, you can still do Wrestle Kingdom, you can still pop up at Impact. You can go belt collector across the globe if you want to, because that's what FTR did. You can have bangers wherever you want. That's appealing. But if Osprey's like, I don't really care about that. I want to wrestle, but I need to preserve my body, and WWE will allow me to do that, then you go to WWE. I'm just not against. When people just tell people where to sign, it ain't cut and dry like it was four years ago when Vince was around. It was like, don't go there. He's going to ruin you. <laughs> like, you knew it was going to happen. Now, you know, watching matches in WWE and watching – Again, what Gunther is doing, Seth and Drew had a really fucking good match. Was yeah. they're not? I don't think they're going to be on par with AEW in terms of in ring overall. AEW just they just love giving us bangers. They're the banger company, but I don't think they're going to restrict Osprey either. So we'll see where he ends up. I don't think they'll restrict him, like you said, and that will piss people off, right? They will restrict him on his Monday Night Raw matches or SmackDown matches. And they'll be like, go out there and throw out that five-star banger in the second pay-per-view match against Seth. But in the first one, let's leave a little bit more on the bone. Give give them a 4.5. And he's like, yo, I do five fives every night. And they're like, yeah, but that's not storytelling. Give them a four and a half, then give them the six and fans. And then on Raw, talk a little bit. And when you wrestle, give them a, a four. We'll, get, we'll give you 15 minutes, but give them a four. And fans will be like, every time Osprey came out, he gave us fives. Look at what you guys are doing to him. Yeah. And it's like, bro, that. that's, not, that's not how this works. And fans will complain, though. But that's they not will. how they work. No, that's not They're, they're not going to let him give fives. Every time he shows up on Dynamite, Dre, it's a five. They'll I mean, give him. They'll give him Ray Phoenix. It's a five. They'll they'll give him like they'll they'll give him Pac. It's a five. Where the fuck is Pac, by the way? I don't know where the fuck Pac went. That's a good question. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude to your people, point, it's a five on TV. Look what we just had on TV. Uh, what was it? Rampage, Vikingo, Commander, and Penta. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! That was a match, and nobody saw it. Yeah, but that's what they're used to out of that guy, you know? Yeah. Like, yo, every time he shows up, if you give Osprey Ricochet on Monday Night Raw leading up to his Seth feud, oh, they they want Osprey Ricochet New Japan. They want flippy shit, five-star match. And they're not going to let him do that. No, you can't do that shit. They'll week. let him and Ricochet maybe do three callbacks, give him 12 minutes, and have a four-star. And leave more on the bone. Because it's weak. And fans will lose their shit. Lose their shit. Yeah, there's a way to make this. Again, there's a way to make it work wherever this man lands. I think his contract is up first quarter next year. So I I just, when I when I see people saying, don't go there. I'm just like, dude, it ain't the same. So 
We shall see. Let's go through the rest of this crown jewel card. Yep. Solo Sokoa beats John Cena. Hey, look, John Cena ain't win the shit for the rest of his life. What? <laughs> I'm just convinced my man ain't going to win nothing. This is weird. I'm watching this match, and I'm immediately thinking of Umaga versus John Cena, right? And then I'm like, holy shit, Solo Sokoa is not very big. Right? Like, Solo looks small compared to Cena. Umaga yeah. was huge. No, Umaga was a big dude. I'm not, I'm not in, like, I get this John Cena losing streak thing, and I think it's going to drift into WrestleMania where he'll probably end up having his last match at some point. But I'm not sure what Solo is right now. Like, this match was fine. It wasn't great. And I don't know if Solo's getting boosted the way that some people thought he would in the bloodline. Him beating John Cena, again, diminishing returns. John don't win shit. Yeah. But it's like, dare I say Judgment Day is a hard, uh, a hotter stable than the bloodline right now, overall? No, but that's because Roman's been gone, right? Well, even, like, But even when Roman's there, like, Jimmy and Solo, it's missing something with Jay. Like, they yeah. aren't the same group with Jay Uso is there. Because Jimmy's like a comedy act now. Yep. And Solo's the bruiser. And when Roman's not there, it's, it's even more of a glaring hole. Meanwhile, with Judgment Day, Dominic is is super over as a heel. Like, in terms of, like, he generates a tremendous amount of heat. Yep. Like, Balor's still Balor. Rhea is the champ. Was damn near a babyface. Anytime she's away from Judgment Day, she's a babyface. And then Priest holds the briefcase. I feel like they're a, a hotter stable right now. Like, Solo, it doesn't feel like he's going anywhere. And maybe that'll change, but right now I'm just, I'm watching Solo and I'm watching him win this match and I'm going, well, now what? Like, what are you doing now? I think that's the storytelling part, right? Is where you guys were the hottest stable and we're slowly but surely systematically dismantling that. So now there's a hotter heel stable. These guys had all the juice you guys had last year. Why? Okay, well, it's because Jay left. All right, Jimmy, why aren't you picking up the slack? Now, they're going to find a way to alienate Jimmy. They'll find a way to alienate Solo. And then it'll go, like, yes, they're they're on the, the decline of the bell curve, and they're supposed to be. Again, like we talked about before, that's the only way Cody's going to win this, is yeah. by slowly taking them down notches. And it, it's feeling like that. I they're mean, becoming look, less and less of a threat, but, as again, they should. I, which is true, but... The war game, like, what is the war games match for the bloodline? It's those two guys, Roman excluded, doing what Roman said and handling those problems, right? He's like, John Cena's a problem. Solo, you got to go handle him. He already beat him. Okay, Jimmy, this is a problem. He already beat him, but when they show up on SmackDown coming up and get back into Roman's plans, he's like, fuck, I thought he was done. Finish it once and for all. So, like, they got to go with the Judgment Day and get rid of these problems, and I don't think that's going to work. See, I don't. I think Bloodline might have a. Se- they need to have a separate match. No, Survivor's going to be in it. How? That's eight fucking people. They're not doing eight people. They're not doing sixteen people in a fucking War Games match. Six and six. No, no, no. Because it's just Jimmy, Solo, Priest, Balor. Dom and uh, JD, McDonough. JD McDonough. 
and then Cody, Kevin, Sammy, Seth, Seth. It's four. Uh, Jimmy. No, excuse me, Jay. Jay, yeah. And Cena, six. No, they're not doing this. And we're done. No, they're not doing this. Here's why. The number one reason why. They're keeping Jimmy and Jay away from each other. They have to. That's a WrestleMania match. Yeah, but this isn't a one-on-one. No, it don't matter. You want to give them a little interaction possible. They could start in there as the first two. Nah. mm -mm. No, the other thing is you don't want the Judgment Day to push Bloodline down further because now it's only two of them. And I I don't see that happening. The, The whole thing is Judgment Day versus Cody's crew. I don't know what the fuck we're calling them. Yeah. That's the match of war games. But Bloodline, the problem with the Bloodline right now is Roman doesn't really have an opponent. Like, yeah, he just beat LA Knight, which we'll talk about in a minute. And Solo beat Cena. Cool. Jimmy doesn't really have a feud, maybe with Kevin Owens. Like, I I feel they need to be separate in bloodline their 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 feuds aren't necessarily have the same kind of heat like you threw la Knight in there for a crown jewel match because maybe that's what saudi wanted it yeah. wasn't really time to put la Knight in that match but i get why they did it but i don't know the bloodlines they're cooling off man they're cooling off it, it obviously you can't stay as hot as you were last year but Going back to the point about Solo going over on Cena, it's just a whole lot of now what for me. Because, again, you said that Cody, we've said this, that Cody needs to beat Roman with the bloodline diminished. Solo just beat Cena, though. So they're not diminished by beating John Cena. Somebody's got to take out Solo. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know where it's going. This match was fine. It just didn't add anything to Solo Sokoa for me. Next match, Logan Paul, Rey Mysterio. Hey man, Logan Paul's still green. There's very there's very, very obvious spots where he's green, right? But I'm fine with this. I'm going oh, over yeah. the brass oh, yeah. knucks. Santos Escobar very conveniently puts down the brass knucks. Where if you want to turn him heel, you can say you did that shit on purpose. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Logan Paul winning makes me wonder. Like, all right, well, how often are you gonna work now? Because now you're the champ. He's not working often, but whoever goes over on him, that is nice. I don't, and that's the question. Who goes over on Logan Paul? L A Knight. Yeah. How far do you go wait for that match to happen? Not long, right? Rumble? I feel like it. Maybe. Because you know Logan's going to work at at Rumble against somebody defending that title. Yes. Maybe, Maybe that's it. But. I saw some people complain, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Have you no. seen Logan Paul work? Motherfucker can work. He, yeah. he's, he, he's still rough around the edges in some spots, but he's better than a lot of NXT talent with much less reps. So He gets a lot of visibility for that and title and, and for the brand. Like He's not hurting anything. No, nah, he's a phenomenal heel. Like, yep. the, dude, the dude had a boxing match with Dylan Dennis, and Dylan Dennis was the clear heel, and he emerges from that. An even bigger heel to fuel with Rey Mysterio. Calls out Rey Mysterio in the boxing ring. Right. And still heel. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Keep your kayfabe alive, Logan Paul. And then EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. 
Well, it was funny. I I wanted more of a match. Yeah, that was about to say, this is funny because I'm watching this match and I'm like, this is okay. I don't mind the shenanigans. I don't mind the story that took place, right? And I love Kyrie Sane coming back at the end. And if we get a new stable, that's really dope, like a Joshi stable. And that's going to be really good. And we talked about how SmackDown needed something, right? Everyone's on Raw. Yeah. SmackDown needed this. But at the same time, just give me a little bit more of a match before you do all the shenanigans. Yeah, like, like this the, match was slow. It, the yeah. first half of this match was slow. Yeah. And I know Bianca's just got back, and I know it's like, you know, you try to reclaim what was yours. And normally you don't win. That's usually what happens. When, yep. I, when you come back with it, I got to reclaim what's mine, you're going to lose. So the interference makes sense, but I just wish these two would have gave us the match that we really wanted out of them. Mm-hmm before we got the interference now the storytelling aspect was great because the look on bailey's face when Kyrie and eo were in the ring and bailey's now the odd woman out because dakota kai is still on the mend yep makes me wonder like that storytelling element is interesting i'm not sure how exactly we move with bianca moving forward but this, this time last year we were saying oh man we're gonna get bianca and Rhea." I don't know if we're going to get that. Maybe, but I don't know. But the Kyrie EO and maybe Oscar joins them, whoever joins them. I'm very intrigued to see where this all goes. Like Bianca's in, I don't want to necessarily say Drew McIntyre space right now, but it's probably the, the, the closest thing I can think of. She's been the champ. She's had it for a while. She lost it. Losing is not going to damage her at all. No. She's going to be fine. Um, I'm curious where her trajectory is right now in the grand scheme of things. And who is EO Sky's next rival? Because now if, if her and Kyrie are together, which for me is like, fuck it, go get them women's tag titles while you're at it. Yep. But I, I'm trying to, I can't picture who, who she's feuding with next. Uh, I would say they have to start pivoting towards that Bailey feud, right? You would think so, right? Her like, and Bailey planted the seeds before Kyrie Sane came back. But who's the heel? Bailey's going baby. When? Heel's clearly the heel. Is she? Oh yeah. Kyrie Sane know, just man. helped her win. Kyrie Sane's yes, no, but I'm heel. saying in the in the eyes of us as fans, Eo's never been the heel in that group. Bailey was. Yes, but so, I, I think the cheating. The, this is not going to be a friendly. Kabuki warrior smiling faction. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Not at all. I'm just saying in order to give God, if the, they put Asuka in this, if they recruit Asuka to their crew. Well, that's what I'm saying. They just fuck everybody up. Um, but in order to build empathy for Bailey, I need to care if she gets fucked up by Eosky and Kyrie saying. Right now, I don't. Like if Kyrie and Eo just beat up Bailey, I'd be like, eh. Like Bailey has to start making a pivot towards becoming a babyface again in order for us to get behind her as the old Bailey. And, you know, you know, I'm good for an injury angle. The real way to complete this is to injure Bailey and have her yeah. disappear and come back as the old Bailey again, if yep. that's th- what they want to do. The they have to hair. get rid of her. Yeah, but in the interim, I'm just, what are we doing with Eo Sky? And I hope the answer is, well, her and Kyrie are going to go get those tag titles. I'm sure Bianca's business is now about to be with Kyrie saying. Because she interfered. Be, yeah, and that's a good what, few. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Charlotte's doing. And I think if Bianca's business is with Kyrie Sane and 
the overall goal is to get Asuka involved. Well, now Asuka helps Kyrie Sane beat Bianca because it's yeah. really hard to beat Bianca clean, yeah. right? No, no, it's really difficult. Like that might be the way to go. We also still need to have a women's war game games match. That'd be nuts. So we got to figure these things out. But yeah. this match, all in all, this match was it was fine. It was fine for the storytelling. It was not their best match. It was just kind of happening until yeah, the it was a catalyst. The, yeah, until the interference. But what? Talk about Cody Rhodes being Damian Priest. Last one, then Roman Reigns defeats LA Knight in the main event. We have a problem. We have a problem. We have a big problem. It's it's the same old script, right? Yep. Yep. We have a problem. Roman got to win clean. He has to win clean. Even if he wins clean, I don't even care. The matches are all the fucking same. Yep. Rest hold. Rest hold. Rest hold. Rest hold. Uh, Heyman interference. Uh, the babyface gets some heat. The heel cuts him off. Rest hold. Rest hold. They're too fucking long. Interference. Roman wins. This is not like we. I was just part of the uh, people at your good company, ESPN's power rankings in WWE. I don't think I put Roman Reigns number one, even though he ended up there on my voting list. I think I had. I may have Osprey as the best wrestler in the world, but I yeah. feel like Osprey and Gunther and MJF. MJF is having bangers in AEW. Variety. He wrestles a different style now every time. These are matches we weren't even sure that MJF could have, yeah. and he's having them. Roman's worked the same fucking match for almost three years now, and it was glaring in this crown jewel match because of one simple reason. We didn't necessarily become invested. We were invested in LA Knight as a baby face. We're not invested in this feud. There's really no heat on this feud. So as this match is happening, it's just going by the beat. It's just going by everything that we've already seen. So when it ends, we're just kind of shrugging our shoulders. They didn't give us a match that was like, oh, man, I got to remember that Roman Reigns match. It was not memorable. It might have been the worst match on the card. It's too long. It was too long. And it wasn't LA Knight's fault. No, this has nothing to do with LA Knight. This has to do with Roman Reigns and his matches and whoever the agent is on these matches sooner or later hopefully sooner but Roman only defends the title once every three months now like he's approaching Hogan's record but he's not working which is strange but this motherfucker has to have a different match I need to have a band from ringside match where he wins clean but actually stop the rest holds stop the 30 minute matches I don't give a fuck. This match, this was only 20 and it felt like 35. It felt like an hour long. Like, fuck, this match sucked. Uh, Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp just broke the news. NXT will be moving to new home on the CW starting 2024. The CW? Yep. Five-year deal. Television rights just for NXT. CW? Yep. All right. I mean... Sure. When but, you can uh, sell NXT just by itself, oh, you you stack it. You stack it though. Yeah, I mean they used to sell SmackDown to the CW. 
Yeah, right. But yeah, it was that 15 years ago. I'm I'm very curious, like not good or bad. I'm just the positioning of, of NXT on the CW in terms of advertising, marketing. Does it hold the same time slot? I'm curious about all those that's things. That's true. But CW doesn't those... have the marketing machine. Like they don't have the marketing machine USA does. No. But in terms of making money off of a third brand, that's pretty fucking good. No, it's it's great. It's business wise, it's great. But it's it makes me again the same. It's not on cable. I mean, who has cable? Uh but in the same vein as AEW where collision is like man it's another show they sold it they're making money off of it but you put it in a shitty time spot yeah that it fails them being able to sell nxt is great to to for a five-year year deal but if it starts breaking in the ratings what are they going to do you can always start keep sending becky and all them over there at some point and the only reason i'm saying that is because the cw isn't they're not really known for wrestling. Like USA has been that company's home outside of the WWE network for the better part of over a decade. CW. I don't know if NXT can stand on its own yet. I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested in how much marketing money they put into to bring viewers to the CW to watch NXT. This is interesting. It's an interesting move. Yeah. It's, it's a money-making move. Again, you just got to make people go there and watch it. And Fox and was like, they're out of the SmackDown business, too. Yeah, Fox is done. SmackDown's going to USA. So Raw's, Raw's the last else. domino. Yeah. Or unless the network deal is up. Very curious, man. I'm curious where this all goes. The um, network deal is their most money. Yeah. Going forward. Like, uh, if Peacock doesn't re-up, that's going to bring them the most money. Because that comes with the pay-per-view or the premium live events. It comes with the whole catalog. Like that's something Amazon, Apple TV, uh, E Plus, like everyone wants that. Everyone. Yeah. I don't see Peacock losing WWE. Even though I'm not necessarily sure how much of an additive it is to subscriptions, I feel like it's enough where you don't necessarily want to lose it. Um and Peacock, I don't I'm very curious, like how many people subscribe to Peacock just for WWE? Like it I watched, a, I think I saw stats on it. It takes a lion's share of their their subscriptions. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't beat Office reruns. Like everybody watches The Office like ten times. Um, like, it was something, and I don't, I forgot where I saw the numbers. So like, don't hold me to it. But it was something like forty percent of their subscriptions. I, I mean, look, is man, WWE they just, Network? They driven. just did Peacock did Gangbusters with Five Nights at Freddy. They did, they did well with Poker Face, which is a really good series. They got Twisted Metal, they got they premiered movies, and they have WWE. Which for any of us who've had the WWE Network, we hate that it's on Peacock because the navigation sucks. Yeah. Nevertheless, Five Nights at Freddy was also in theaters, so half my kids went to theaters to see it. Uh, Leia stayed at home and watched it on Peacock because we have the cock. Due to wrestling, stop. Stop, don't call it the cock. Um, <laughs> but Five Nights at Freddy was the biggest viewed, the most viewed film that Peacock has had over in, over a five day period of time. Peacock's yeah. doing just fine. Yeah, I just don't necessarily see them giving up the WWE and what it brings to the table, unless they, WWE decides to price themselves out. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with NXT on the CW. I, it's it's that's it's an interesting move. A little surprising. But we'll see how it plays out. Anyway, Roman Reigns matches suck. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, we yeah. Can leave um, it there. We need just something different. I don't need to see him at Survivor Series. I just need to see him disappointed on whatever happens. And now is when, after Survivor Series and War Games, and I understand it's Cody's crew and all that shit, it's time to turn it on. Then it's four months to Mania. It's time to turn it on. It's time to turn on the chase to Roman Reigns. Let's make it make sense. It's go time. This is the end of the detours. Well, yeah, War Games is going to finish this Judgment Day story. And I don't know if Cody's going to win the Royal Rumble or if he's going to win the Elimination Chamber in Perth. Like, yeah. he's he's going to win one of them, and he has to work Roman. Um, uh, it's an interesting time for WWE. Crown Jewel as a, as a whole, Bully Ray calls it a glorified house show. I agree. Because <laughs> Saudi gets what Saudi wants. And the LA Knight story felt like it was forced on us because it kind of came out of nowhere because they were they were doing the Saudi pay-per-view. Natural progression would be go from, what was it, payback? Whatever the fuck it was, straight into Survivor Series. But you had this crown jewel event that really doesn't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at every match on the card, aside from the return of Kyrie Sane, every match kind of didn't have a surprising finish. We knew Rhea was going to win. We kind of knew Seth was going to win. This is a banging ass house show. Yeah. So for a sixty yeah. million dollar house show. I, I look. I get it. I get why the WWE does it. I'm. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but Bully's point is like these these events very rarely have any true bearing on storyline stuff. It's there. There's not a lot of title changes, if any. I mean, Logan Paul winning. That's some Saudi shit. Yeah. That's some Saudi shit. So I get it. Um. Like, this wasn't Clash of the Castle. Like, Clash of the Castle was amazing last year. Crown Jewel has just become this show to service a particular audience. And the Saudi audience, and then we get to watch it. So, cool. As a whole, it was fine. Yeah, I agree. I think it was just... It didn't have too much consequence aside of Logan winning. But really, it was just an appetizer and a setup for what's to come in Survivor Series. Yeah. Back on the road to WrestleMania. Sure. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, we mixed in a little AEW while we talked about all this. So next week, we'll talk more AEW as their pay-per-view. Full gear will be in full swing next week. We appreciate you guys listening to another episode. Dre, it was great to have you back. Uh, I can see you in person next week. So that is going to be good. But uh, get back to work. Get some rest. And make sure everything is good. Congrats to you guys on Our Heroes Rock and going to New York and, and uh, really putting your best foot forward. Everyone, everyone seemed to love it. Like, love you guys on the radio. Love everyone who saw it seemed to love it. It's only going to get bigger and better. So congrats to you, to E, to Johnny. And can't wait to, you know, finish watching the journey. Finish the story, Dre. We're going to finish the story. We got some story to finish, man. It feels like it was just a start. So, you know, I'll keep you guys updated on everything as it progresses. These next these next four months for us are going to be uh, is it four months. Yeah, exactly. Four months are going to be very interesting with some development. So stay tuned. Man, can't can't wait to see it. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you guys follow us on all social media platforms. Like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well. Check us out on YouTube. Thank you to everyone at Blue Wire Studios, even though we recorded remote. We'll still have one show in studio this week. So make sure you guys check out that Check out our MMA preview as well from earlier in the week. UFC 295 going down for New York this week. For myself, for the old man, Andreas Hell. So next time, we're out. Peace.